Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, chilling and relaxing in his recliner, back from wherever the hell he's been, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? As you can see, I'm chilling, man. I got this. I'm in like a big ass sofa chair that if I fall asleep, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm mighty comfortable right here. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to fire a lot of questions to make sure you don't fall asleep on me. Yeah, no shit. I feel like I'm back in school, man. Hiding in the back, you know. To... If I start talking numbers, you're gonna be out like a light. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. If you get into algebra and all that stuff, or algebra, or... I was thinking like <laughs> subtraction. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's about as far as I got in the third grade. Yes. <laughs> hey, man. Before we get started, how was your Father's Day? It was good, man. Uh, you know, got to I got the barbecue. Nice. I barbecue. Yes, I got. I had to cook on Father's Day. Yeah, whatever. Barbecuing ain't cooking, man. That's fun. It is, man. You if if you follow me on Twitter, man, you know I, I put up. You know, pretty often I put up some pictures of food and meat and barbecuing. So, uh, you know, I I enjoy barbecuing. I, well, I don't even well, have to eat the food. I just like cooking. Where on Twitter would they find you? I don't know. At Brooklyn Gaucho One. There you go. <laughs> How could you miss a little opportunity to plug your Twitter? I like your Twitter. Oh, well, they know. I like your Twitter because it has food on it. I, I'm a big fan of any Twitter that has food on it. I'm bad. I don't put food on there very often. But, yeah, um, but yeah I, I love seeing And where food. is it that you don't put food often? Twitter. And, and what's the handle? On my Twitter, it would be at emontana21. You know oh, what? Okay, I wish right. people I wish people would email the show pictures of food. Where would they email? Well, they could email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. That would be the best Why place not? to email pictures of food. <laughs> there you go, people. I mean, what are you waiting for? Listen, you know what's funny? For Mother's Day, the mothers do nothing. Right. Right. For Father's Day, it's like the opposite. Fathers have to do everything. All you did was barbecue, bro. You didn't do that much. Did you bro, do the dishes? I, I, I live in Katy, Texas, just outside of Houston, and it's fucking hot. <laughs> oh, did, did, did the poor little boy sweat? I was sweating, bro. As mom would say, hey, I listen. Hey, listen, my balls were hot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, it, it it was it it was a scorcher this weekend. I was out and about <laughs> a few times, and it's we're in the deep, deep, deep summer now. You oh, go yeah. outside, take but a hey, man, breath, shout- and you sweat. Hey, sh- sh- yeah, shout out to all the uh, all the all the dads uh, that got to celebrate Father's Day yesterday, and uh, you know, got presents and spent time with your family and kids and all that good stuff. So, Hope everybody had a had a good Father's Day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I didn't do much, but it was a good Father's Day. I'll tell you who it wasn't hey. a good Father's Day for. Sixers fans. <laughs> I mean, now, well, now look, it probably wasn't a good Father's Day for Nets fans either, but their beating came, you know, the, their sad story ended the night the night before. But 
We're looking at the Hawks and the Bucks for the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think very many people had that. You didn't? I did. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know you didn't. I'll tell you what, ESPN must be, ESPN or TNT, they must be irate. Because they couldn't have gotten a worse matchup. I mean, I guess maybe if the Wizards had made it. Well, I mean, the NBA, the NBA can't be too happy about this either, right? I mean, you're already missing Curry. You're missing LeBron right from the West. Uh, I mean, and now you're missing, you know, you had a potential for, a, yeah, yeah, you had a potential for a Philly-New York rivalry, right? Uh, yeah. Man, but, I, but I'll say this about the Bucks and, and the Hawks is that for everybody crying about, LeBron is always in the finals and the same teams and the super teams. Well, here you go. Yeah. This is what, this is what you maybe preferred, right. right. Over having the, the, the elite stars in the, in an NBA final. So I, I really hope, I really hope they give us a good series, but I mean, like this, <laughs> it's a land in Milwaukee. Like I don't care about those two teams. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, right. Um, We've been hearing about super teams and you've got to have superstars and this, that, and the other thing. Atlanta has a superstar, a budding superstar, right? Trey Young is Trey, Trey Young's the real deal, right? But let's face it, he's a one-man show, right? And then on the yeah. other side, you've got Giannis. Giannis is an established star, but the guy can't shoot free throws. I mean, the guy is going to, he's going to cost his team a game at the end of the game, if they leave him in, they have to take him out because he's, in fact, one of the things I think the Nets did wrong on Saturday was they didn't foul him down the stretch. I'd have fouled him every time he got the ball. He can't shoot free throws. I mean, yeah, but he, he was kind of making them in the second half against the Nets. Hmm. And, and this is not Benjamin Simmons. Like, like Benjamin Simmons doesn't make a free throw. At least Giannis might go, um, you know, he, he may go four for 15, but Simmons can't even go one for 15. I mean, there, there's, there is so much to unpackage here. Let's start with the Nets and the, and the, and the Bucks. Look, I thought it was going to be a good series. And, and quite honestly, I, I, I hate to disparage the Bucks, but, if the if, if the big three are healthy, I, I think the Nets run them off the floor. I mean, Durant played every single minute of Game Six and Game Seven. He was exhausted by the end. He shot that air ball at the end to try to tie the game, and he was and he he, he airballed it. He was just too damn tired to throw it any further. And James Harden was obviously not a hundred percent. You could just tell. Um, and then obviously no Kyrie, that's a big deal. So I, I think that series goes very differently if those guys are healthy. But look, this is the way it goes. Chris Middleton did a good job. Giannis did a good job other than at the line. And and Drew Holiday did a good job. Uh, and, and really not your typical big three, but close enough and better than the next big three, which was not healthy. Yeah, I mean, certain certainly injuries had had a lot to do with it because uh, hold on, um, in, yeah, injuries had a lot to do with it. 
Um, but in all fairness, the other guys around Kevin Durant just didn't show up. I mean, Joe Harris, this great three-point shooter that he is during the season, he he had the, probably the most shittiest series, you know, uh, a guard can have. Yeah, he, was, and, uh, he was terrible. Yeah, so, and, you know, Harden, I understand Harden was injured, but he's out there playing, so I expect him to, uh, you know, I expect him to 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 play well, but he didn't play well yesterday, uh, Saturday night. Nope. So, and I think um, you know, as much as you needed Kevin Durant, I, I think Steve Nash should have given him some breaks during the course of the game because it, it was just it was too much for him to play back-to-back games every single minute. You got 48 minutes and 53 minutes in, in, in two games. It, it's too much. He had to – I think he had to find ways to give him breaks during the course of the game, and he just didn't do it. So I lay a little bit of the blame on Steve Nash as well. Wait, to, to, to give Duran a break? Yeah. Yeah, you, you have – You can't. Yeah, you but, can't. But you have to you find you have to find times to give him breaks during the game. You have to. You can't because there's nobody. There's no supporting cast. You can't. If listen, if if you give him a break, then then Milwaukee goes on a run. I mean, he's well, he's he was a, he was our only bucket getter. I mean, there's you can't. You have to play. It's no different than when LeBron was on Cleveland and Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving got injured. You got to play the guy. He's got to. He's got to. He has to be ready to go forty-eight minutes. And what Durant did these last three games after coming back after coming back from an Achilles injury is just amazing what he did. And I mean, I don't think he regrets playing that much. And I, you know, if he had an issue with it, I'm pretty sure, you know. He's got a voice to to say something. So yeah. you have to play him. You have to play him. I under, I understand that you need to need the buckets, but I think at some point you rely on your defense, however poor it may be, and you just say, guys, you got to give me two minutes of defense. We got to stall this game out. We got to slow it down because this guy needs a break. At the end of that game, look, the shot he made to send the game into overtime was incredible incredible and and he could not get himself open he made that shot with a guy's hand in his face because he couldn't get himself open he couldn't drive past anybody in overtime he was he got his shot blocked by brooks lopez he just it was too much and at some point while i agree with you he's your only scorer he's your only offensive output you you got to take the chance of stalling out a run early and, and not letting it happen and giving yourself a chance to, to have the guy, you know, be somewhat able to, to do something. It, he was, I mean, he was absolutely gassed at the end of that game on Saturday. I felt bad. Oh for yeah. Him. I felt bad. Yeah, yeah, for him, and gassed. I never feel bad for I mean, Durant. Yeah. He was definitely gassed, but I mean, look, for me, it's look, this is game six, game seven. Game, game six was a closeout game. Game seven was, is game seven. I, I mean, you got to play. You got to play your best. You got. You got to play your best guys uh, as much as you can. So, 
I have no I have no issues with it. You think the Nets? Um, what 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 moves can the Met can the Nets make in the offseason to get over the hump? Trade Harden. For who? Yeah, <laughs> uh, they 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 have to surround the big three with the right role players. I think I think there's look. I'm going to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of question marks with the Brooklyn Nets, including the big three, hmm. because it's not a guarantee that they stay. What if, what if all of a sudden they want to leave? I mean, it could happen. It yeah. could happen. I doubt that's the case, but these guys are on a one-on-one deal contract. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what's going to happen? Dinwiddie declined his option. He wants to get paid. So now... He's probably well, he, not going to come back because he's he wants he you know he wants to make you know he wants to make the big dollars right. <clears throat> they're going to let him. So go. I, they, they, so they're just going to have to you know really reconstruct this team because DeAndre Jordan is not the answer. Blake Griffin is not the answer. He played well, but I mean, you know, I mean, this team was like put together throughout the course of a seventy-two game season. And let's not forget the big three played what five games together all season long. Five games. Or eight games or some shit like that. Somehow those guys have to stay healthy. I mean, it's it's crazy to even think that they were <laughs> a number two seed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. They they there's a lot of question marks there. So good luck to the GM. I'm <laughs> putting you know putting everything together because it's not going to be easy. That's not yeah. That's not going to be an easy job for him. Um, Especially because you have teams like the Sixers who are also going to try to put things together, right? Either by subtraction or just adding players or whatever. Like, you know, that's another team that is going to try to, you know, keep up with the rest of the East and figure out what to do. Now, I'm glad you mentioned them. Another series that I felt was, you know, kind of hampered by injuries. I mean, Joel Embiid was – look, he played – magnificently but he was hurt and you could tell there were times during the game yesterday where he was just not not able to do what he normally does um and obviously they have a they have a huge problem offensively with Ben Simmons you cannot have a guy be your second highest paid player average less than 10 points a game and shoot 30% from the free throw line uh, in, 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 in the Eastern conference semifinals. I mean, you just can't, you can't have that. And so I don't know what they're going to do, but they, they have some serious issues to deal with this off season. That team could be dramatically different by the time, uh, the next season rolls around. Yeah, they might, they, they may want to start looking for a new head coach too. Cause, uh, you know, as much as I like doc, doc, Doc can't get out the second round to save his life. Seriously, have you seen his stat? Like, this guy's blown multiple, like, 20-point leads in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, he hasn't gotten past the second round since his Boston Celtics days. That's yeah. rough, man. That you is know, and we praise – I mean, I, I, I praise Doc Rivers a lot, but after looking at that breakdown – that's terrible, man. He blew like three 20 point, uh, three 
okay, I think it was three 10 plus point leads last season and three this season, including like two 20 point leads. That's, that's pretty bad, bro. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that that's, that's coaching at some point you, as a coach, you have to be able to, you know, real, you can't say, and you can't say it's the players. The guy had Kawhi and Paul George last year. He had Chris Paul with, he had Chris Paul and, and Blake Griffin with the Clippers. He, he's got Joel Embiid and I guess somewhat of Ben Simmons, uh, you know, so I don't know, bro. It, it, that's where they might want to start looking. Is Ben Simmons going to be back in Philly next year? No, I can't imagine it. Have you seen some of the videos from the fans? I mean, Philly fans are really nice. You know what I'm saying? They – they they are very polite. I can't. So you imagine. can only imagine all the you can only imagine all the nice things they said about Ben Simmons uh, after yesterday's game. Yeah, I I cannot imagine that they will. Yeah, it, it's not going to be pretty. It, it's not going to be pretty. And hit and, and two more things too with the Sixers because I I really like the Sixers team. I think they 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 I think it's a decent team. It's it's I think it's good enough. It can be better, of course, but. And B's probably the face of that team, right? Right now. He's, he's sure. currently, right? He's the franchise guy. You can't tell me that he feels okay with Ben Simmons coming back and playing for that team. I, I would have to imagine. guess not. I agree with you. But but here's here's the other thing on the flip side. As great as Joel Embiid is. You're not consider maybe trading him too. The guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, only because of that. Only because right. of that. he's not. Well, he, I mean, he doesn't make it through. Right, he doesn't make it through a season, and then yeah, injured in the playoffs. And I mean, you can't control the timing of injuries, but the fact of the matter is, the guy is somewhat fragile. If I'm the I mean, yeah, I mean, think we, about it. I mean, do you do you just blow that thing up? And I mean. And start the process. Blow it up. Yeah, they need to get rid of that too. Like they need to start somewhere else. It needs to be like you know, trust the hoagie or something. I mean, <laughs> trust the process just doesn't work anymore, man. Trust the cheesesteak or I don't know, bro. That that's yeah. not working no more. They seriously like they're they're um what is it? What do you call the guy that takes care of all the 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 whatever? Marketing. Some nerd on this, uh, yeah, marketing. There you go. The marketing guy needs to come up with a new slogan, bro. The, <laughs> like the process is still, the process is still pending. You know what I mean? <laughs> the reprocess. The reprocess. <laughs> kind of like reprocess cheese. Yeah, I mean, well, they stunk it up like some cheese from Munda. <laughs> oh God, they were they were terrible. Uh, so now we've got the Hawks and the Bucks. Who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for the Hawks. I'm rooting for the Hawks. Why? Why? Because I like Trey Young. I think his hair is great marketing. <laughs> I think uh, the Bucks just beat my team, the Nets. So screw the Bucks. The Hawks just beat the 76ers, who I hate. So I want them to go even further. I see. See. See, I'll tell and you plus, what, I can't, I can't stand 
Like, I think I'm kind of rooting for the Bucks because I can't stand Trey Young's hair. That guy's he's got to do something with that thing. What is it? Like, it looks like he's got his baby hair, you know? <laughs> it's well, he does look like a baby, bro. I mean, it's ridiculous. Now, I will say this. That guy balled out in that series. I mean, from game one to game seven, he was something else, man. Something else. every time they needed a bucket, he got it. And it didn't matter if he got it in the paint or if he got it 30 feet from the bucket, but he got it. He was incredible. He's really uh turning out to be he's transforming to this this killer, like like Reggie Miller type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seriously. But he it's it's really amazing what he's done. I, 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 I wonder if Atlanta can ride his coattails one more series. I really, I really want his, but he's got a decent supporting cast. I mean, they're not, they're not terrible, man. Herder. I mean, Herder, Herder has had a great series against the 76ers, man. Yeah, but, but you know, that guy is, he's not going to do it again. Yeah, but it's no different than the Bucks with Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's hit or miss too. We could say he won't do it again either. Yeah, that's true. They got J- John but, Collins. I mean, Atlanta's got, got a decent team, bro. Collins is Collins is going to be a problem for the Bucks, but but at least like I feel like the Bucks have two bona fide guys, right? In Middleton and Giannis. Of course, you could just foul yeah. Giannis, and then he only gets half the points he could get. Um, right. But it, it's. I just I feel like I just don't know that Trey Young can do it one more series. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, and but he does, and he's doing it kind of alone. Mm, well, no, I think you're just okay. You're definitely discrediting the Hawks and the rest. He is definitely not doing it alone. He's uh, definitely not doing it alone. Obviously not alone, they, but I mean they he, took down they took. They took down the one seed. That was a team win, bro. In seven. Yeah, look, I'm not saying I'm not saying that he's playing one on five, but the fact that I know is, it's a lot on his shoulders. Ah, uh, nah. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it's, it's not. not like it's not like. In was he not the leading scorer in every single game in that series? Same thing in the Knicks series. Well, well, yeah, and it's fucking Trey Young, yeah. But I mean, there's other there's point. role players that. That's that my go- point, though. There's well, no. Who else is supposed to lead them? Well, but in the scenario where it's not all on him, you would have one game here or there where someone else would blow up, like like the the Clippers, right? The Clippers had man, man blew up one game. When you when you're talking about the next, he wasn't got- the leading scorer, huh? But man, Terrence Mann wasn't the lead, the leading scorer. It was Paul George. For one game, he was. For one game, he scored. Oh, was he? Yeah, I mean, he was the man, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. There's on other teams. There's one guy that that kind of shoulders the burden for even if it's just for one game. You know what I mean? Whereas with with the Hawks, it's Trey Young, and that's it. No one else is going to shoulder the load. When you look at the Nets, you've got. You know Durant or Harden or Irving if he's healthy. When you're when you're looking at when you're looking at uh, at the Clippers, you got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. When you're looking at at the Suns, you've got 
Booker, Chris Paul, you know, there's, there's, there's a, there's another guy to help you out. I worry that Milwaukee may be able to shut down Trey Young for two games and then they're fucked. You know what I mean? So he's not doing it alone for sure, but man, it is a lot of weight on that kid right now. And he's, I mean, he's been fantastic. He's gotten them through two series. So, but you know, I think at some point the gas runs out of the engine. Well, they're definitely playing with house money. So, oh uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Herder had 27 last night. I mean, yeah, he wasn't the leading scorer, but he still had. He dropped 27, bro. I mean, where did come on guy, now? Where did that guy come from? That's like Michael Rappaport's clone or something. I don't know. I bet you he's bummed that the Nets didn't win, <laughs> so he could go. Yeah, up. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm pulling for the Hawks. I hope the Hawks win. Hawks I hope. Seven. I just I just hope we get a good series because. None of none of the characters here are real exciting to me. So, Hawks and seven. That's my prediction. Hawks and seven. If it goes Hawks seven, it'll be fine. I, I'm I'm all in for seven game series. You know me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move out west. Where now? Did you pick the Clippers to win the NBA championship this year? I didn't. I didn't pick an NBA champion. I picked the Nets and the Clippers in the finals. Well, last and week, and and I said the Clippers would reel off three in a row against the Mavericks, and they did. And then I said Paul George is going to take over, and he did after Kawhi Leonard got hurt. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the Clippers bandwagon, bro. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're driving the bandwagon right now. Although they lost game one, we crashed. <laughs> That's okay. That's a minor <laughs> Just one game. Look, last week. When we were talking about this, this uh, when I was talking about this series or the the Clippers in particular, I thought, no Kawhi, you know they, they've done well with the Jazz, but but that but that's it. They're not they're not going to be able to beat them, and they beat them twice without Kawhi. Now they went into Game One and you know lost against Phoenix, but I you know I with with Chris Paul being out because of the COVID protocol. I know Kawhi's still out, but I actually think it's a bigger loss for the Suns to lose Chris Paul for at least one more game, maybe more, than it is for the Clippers to lose Kawhi Leonard. Now, it's not because Kawhi Leonard's not valuable, but I just think Chris Paul does something for that off- that team offensively from a leadership perspective that just cannot be replicated. Uh, whereas the Clippers, it seems like it's next man up, right? Like man, literally – uh, had yeah. a monster game against the uh, against the Jazz that helped them win Game Six, and you know the Clippers. I think are the Clippers can pull this series out. Yeah, I mean, man, I I don't know. I you're gonna I mean I'll be moving for... now. No, no, but I mean, look. After watching Devin Booker, I mean, you kind of I kind of said. They're not missing Chris Paul. I mean, Booker fucking went off, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I really want to see that. I, I really want to see Booker and Paul George just, just go at it, you know, because, I mean, they're both going to have to show the load, yeah. right? Yeah. So it should be interesting. That's going to be the fun that, thing in that series. Yeah. I mean, man, I, I would have to imagine that Chris Paul comes back at some point during the series. 
Yeah. And game three, game four. And then and then you you have to wonder how he comes back because the perfect example for me are the Boston Celtics, right? Tatum right. and the Celtics got hit with COVID and they really you can just tell, and I think just in general, it, it affects athletes. Okay. So I don't I, know if he's he has COVID or he's been around somebody. But I don't think he's tested positive. He's just in the protocol because of he's he's been around people who have COVID. Oh, oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, here's the other thing too. You know that actually is worse because then it could be a longer period of time until you know because he might get COVID or, or whatever. the The problem I think for most of these athletes is what they do to recover from COVID, right? <laughs> If guys work out, continue to work out hard, the recovery is not not as good generally, right? So it just depends on how he's taking care of himself. It's really kind of a dicey yeah. situation, bro. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you're into college baseball at all, but I've got no. the Vanderbilt game on right now, and this guy yeah. from Vanderbilt, Jack Leiter, Al Leiter's son. Oh. Yeah, Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, 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 the catcher is throwing to third base or first base more than he's throwing back to Jack Leiter because he's striking everyone out. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, stupid. Jack Leiter's got some filthy stuff, man. He's nasty. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. The other thing with the, with this Clippers Sun series yeah. is, you know, what kind of Kawhi are we going to get when he comes back? If he comes Bro, back. Bro, I don't think he's coming back this season. I, think I agree with you, but, but even so, if he comes back, look at look at Embiid. Embiid was obviously not the same with his knee injury. Now I don't know. Exactly. Look at Harden. Yeah, well, Harden was a hamstring issue, right? But same thing, right? Leg, yeah. leg injuries are an issue. It's going to be a tough road to hoe, but I think the Clippers are ready to run without Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. They got guys. Well, we'll see, man. Up. It's amazing. Doc Rivers, Tyron Lue made it further with the Clippers than Doc Rivers did. With the uh, without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah. Tyron <laughs> Lue to me is uh, he's a Tyron Lue. Go ahead. He's a three-time NBA champ. Yeah, well, but you know, it's not like he was ever the big three. I'm saying though, I mean, he's a three-time NBA champ. Uh, he's he's managed he's managed not coached he's managed players like LeBron James and Kawhi uh, Kyrie Irving. You know, and and the thing Impressive. is with him, I think he I think that's exactly what he is. He's a he's a manager more than a coach. You know what I mean? Like he's just managing the personalities and and whatnot. Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing more than that, but well, yeah. Again, of course he is, but he's more making sure all the egos are are having fun. Um, Why is baseball the only sport that calls the guy in charge a manager, and the other sports coaches? Because because in baseball they are more managers. You know, like you're managing you're managing the team putting the putting the right guys out there managing the rotation and things like that with coach with with in the NBA for example or in the NFL with coaches or what we call coaches 
they're doing a lot of X's and O's. You know what I mean? Yeah. The manager doesn't. But they're also managing. They're also managing the rotations and player minutes and all that stuff. All right, but again, that's more of an X's and O's thing than it is in baseball. You you know, you put your nine guys out there and you you're. I mean, they don't even call pitches. Yeah. But sure. but but in baseball, they get to dress like they're ready to play. That's right. They don't so. have to wear no suit and tie and slacks and. Shiny shoes. Exactly. No headphones. None of that stuff. None of that. So I think it'd be better to be a baseball manager. But who wins, Clippers or Suns? I think the Clippers are going to pull it out. I don't think, think so. Paul, I don't think Chris Paul comes back. If he comes back, he comes back for game six or, or seven, you know, pretty late in the series. And I think, you know, the Clippers, I think the Clippers are ready to run without Kawhi. And that's going to make them a tough out. And I think they're going to pull it off. I'm on the bandwagon, unlike you, who apparently has gotten off. I'm still on it. I got one foot out, maybe a little pinky toe out. But, you know, I'm in there. I'm in there. <laughs> you're, ready, you're ready to jump off at the first sign of trouble. Is that, that right? good, man. Nah, nah. Clippers. Clippers to the finals. Clippers and Hawks. To the finals? Well, yeah, there's only one series left. Oh, look at you. Now, all of a sudden, you're yelling about the Clippers. A minute ago, you were like... I've been yelling about the Clippers. Yeah, well, about 10 minutes ago on this podcast, you were not. You were you were lamenting no Kawhi and Devin Booker is so good and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, well, you're yeah. on. I factor everything into it. You got to make up your mind, bro. Hey, um... Uh, can we take a little break? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need you to stand up because I'm going to have to check you. Make sure Why? You, make sure you don't have any sticky substances. Can I see your hat? <laughs> sure. Here. <laughs> can I see your hat? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Sounds like, sounds like, someone, <laughs> sounds like someone's going to get a 10-game suspension here. Uh, not me, man. I got no sticky stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I got no pine tar, no weed, no nothing. <laughs> no sticky, icky, icky. So what do you think, what do you think about the new directive that just started today? Because everyone knows oh, did it start today. Everyone knows that the first the first game of the baseball season where you really should start enforcing all the rules is on June twenty first. I don't know if you knew that. Right. I know you think the baseball season starts in early April, late March, but it actually starts on June twenty first. You should reset all the records and just start over. Yeah, no kidding. <clears throat> I agree. So, I think they should. Uh, I think they should reset everything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to think of it. I mean, it's. I think it's cheating. I don't think you you should be doing it. I think it's an obviously it's an advantage for pitchers. You shouldn't yep. be doing it. Uh, I was watching the Met game today. The first game of the doubleheader against the Braves and after and the Mets are home. So after the Grom comes off the mound, the umpire <clears throat> the umpire checks him, hands him his glove, takes off his hat. I guess Jacob DeGrom asked him, Do you need me? Do you need to see my belt? I guess the umpire said no. And fucking DeGrom is just chuckling the whole time and you know, walks his happy ass back to the dugout. 
And this is going to be after every single half an inning? No. So the, the rule is with starters, the umpires will check them when they come out of the game. However, they can check them after any Anytime. inning, and they can even check them during an inning if they suspect something. Okay. That's cool. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, the only difference, here's the difference, and, and this is kind of, if you stop and think about it, this is kind of smart by MLB. With relievers, relievers will be checked before they start the inning because they don't want to have any awkward walk-off situations. Right. Yeah, right? I'm fine with that. Makes sense as well. Um, do you think anybody's going to get suspended Yes, someone, someone is going to fuck up. I mean, come on, it's the same thing with steroids, right? Don't do it. You get a 50-game suspension. Dumbasses do it. Yeah. Don't do it the second time. You're going to get suspended for 100 games. Fucking Robinson Cano. I mean, come on now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. a dumbass will do it. I don't think anyone's going to um, – I don't think anyone's going to get caught this week or even next week. I think – I think pitchers are going to be very careful about what they do now. And they're going to try to figure out where the loophole is going to be with umpires, with certain umpires. And Mm -hmm. then eventually they're going to start to try to cheat again. And that's where they're going to get caught. So I would guess that in July, like in late July, August and September, Especially once a team is knocked out of the playoff chase, I bet you that's yeah. when guys start dropping. I mean, I think about it too. Like, I mean, you got these back end starters, these relievers that are trying to meet. Uh, uh, they're trying to they're trying to reach certain um, bonus metrics, contract con- yeah, contract incentives. You know, they need three more strikeouts, right? And it's cold on a September 29th in freaking Seattle, right? Where it's it's misty, it's raining, the balls are slippery. Joe Schmo may take a, you know, may say, fuck it. I'm not thug life. I'm here to risk it all. Yeah. Well, what I think you're going to see is you're going to see players in the summertime, it's not going to be as bad because you're right. You're, you're the natural moisture from your hands will provide you with some pretty good grip and then rosin bag will help. But if I'm a pitcher, if I'm a pitcher, I am dunking my hand in a, in a, in a, in a water bottle, walking out to the mound, going straight for the rosin bag and get, you can get a, you can get a whole bunch of grip right there. Yeah. If, if you've ever done the, the water and rosin bag thing, or a guy like me who sweats a lot, instead of walking to the mound, I'll jog so I break a little sweat and I'll just I'll just right off yeah. my arm and then the rosin bag. And they can't do anything about that because that's my sweat and the rosin bag's allowed. But as soon as you do that, they'll change the rule right then and there. They can't, they can't. They have to wait till <laughs> next June 21st. <laughs> <laughs> ultimately that is the yeah. stupidest thing about this rule change is when they decided to implement it. That's the part that I, I think is just beyond dumb. 
I, yeah, I tend to agree with you, but you know what? I think MLB owes it to themselves to get shit right. And the old saying goes, better late than never. Because, look, if they if they wouldn't change the rule right now, bro, I mean, Pete Alonso pretty much came out and spoke out about this. Right? Yeah. And shortly thereafter, they changed everything. Right? Like, he seriously, he came out and talked, spoke about it, and MLB changed it, like, tops a week later. Yeah. And then a week after that, boom, the, you know, today. So – I think this is something that was going to be talked about throughout the whole year. And uh, I, I think, honestly, I, you know, I, I talk shit about Manfred and baseball a lot, MLB, but I give them credit here. I, I think they, I think they're doing the right thing. So. I think, I think they're doing the right thing. The timing of it, I, I don't completely agree with, but they're absolutely doing the right thing because this has become one of those rules. Look, the way the rules worked, up until today was if a, if a manager went up to the umpire and said, Hey, check that guy. Cause he's got stuff on his hat. The umpire would go. And if he found stuff, he would throw him out. The only reason the manager never came out of the dugout to talk to the umpire is because he didn't want the other manager to walk out of his dugout to have him check his picture yeah. because they were all doing it. <clears throat> and, and so right. that's how this thing got kind of, way off the rails yeah um, so it's absolutely the right thing to do it's unfortunate that they're putting it in the hands of the umpires uh, the umpires already have a tough job and now you know it, it's there we're already being hypercritical of the umpires the strike zone the replay blah 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 right now we're going to add one more thing that they have to do not to say that they can't but and, and I don't know who would be a better choice, but it's like, I kind of feel bad for those guys, right? Because more, uh, you know, more focus on them, more criticism on them. You know, every umpire will tell you all he wants to do is call the game and have no one know his name. That's the best umpire, right? And now, you know, they're going to be in the spotlight even more. Oh, well, they'll be all right. They'll live. Look, don't fuck up. Uh, don't fuck up blown calls on first base. That's gonna mess up a no hitter. Don't call a six. Don't call a strike six inches off the strike zone. How about that? I mean, come on now. Sorry. Hey, they chose that career. Go, go do something else. Go back groceries at your local uh, Walmart or something. I don't know, but I mean, do your job right, and you won't get no criticism. Plain and simple. That's what I like about you, Alex. You're so empathetic. <laughs> I, can feel, I can feel how your heart breaks for the difficulty of the umpire's job. I mean, if they were robots, I wouldn't feel sorry. <laughs> yeah, if they go to robots, is a robot going to go out to the mound and check every inning? Like, how's that going to work? No, they're going to they're going to keep Angel Hernandez and Joe West for that. They're going to they're going to simplify since they had since Ed since you mentioned they have so much on their hands they're, they're going to be dedicated to check after every single pitch the pitcher you know what i want to see i want to see an umpire who's really suspicious just like go yeah let me see your hat let me see your glove yeah let me see your belt hey can you undo your pants can you show me your jock strap i think it's on your jock strap take, take off your cleats yeah take off your i'm gonna need your socks too 
sir i didn't touch yeah. my feet yeah well you never know that's the other thing like oh you got it couldn't they couldn't they put the spider tag stuff on their hands in the dugout and then walk out to the mound kind of like a kind of like a surgeon after he washes his hands going into the operating room you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly i'm going to the mound the sticky stuff is just like dripping off their hand <laughs> <laughs> Looking like freaking motor oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. <clears throat> well, look, apparently yeah. uh, DeGrom was not using the sticky stuff because DeGrom went out today, pitched five innings of uh, one-hit baseball, two-hit baseball, I think. And, uh, you know. Six strikeouts. Six strikeouts. He did have two walks, though. Maybe it was because of the lack mm. of sticky stuff. But he didn't give up a run. So, you know that guy? My son and I were talking about him earlier. His ERA is 0. .50. Now, yeah. most people know <laughs> that that's a good ERA, right? Most people know that. But if you, really, right. if, you, if you really break it down, like, I bet you people don't know it this way. So let me break it down a little bit further. His ERA is 0. .50. That's how many earned runs he gives up per nine innings. The fucking guy only pitches half the game. <laughs> so really his earned run average in the games he pitches is 0.25. So that means once every four starts, he's giving up a run huh? again to make it even more complex to, to break it down even further. If he pitches every five days, he gives up a run once every three weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane. It That's... is insane what this guy is doing. What I, what he has been doing. But obviously this season, it's a little uh, – he's doing it even better, right? I, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I, I think we're, we're really witnessing greatness, man. Like, I mean, he's he goes out there – every start with the intention of overpowering and just making the offense look, look dead. I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, it's, I mean like, it's, it's amazing what he's doing. You see guys walk back to the dugout and you're like, why did you even come up there with that bat? You need three bats to hit his pitches. Yeah. You can't do it with one. You need a tennis racket. And, and you watch, you watch, uh, like I watched, uh, the Padres series, and and I watched some of the first game today against the Braves, and you know when you look at the Padres lineup, that's a pretty good lineup, right? Yeah. You got Tatis, you got Machado, Hosmer, you got Acuna, Albies, Freddie Freeman. He's making these really good hitters look really late on fastballs. Yeah, I understand he's throwing 100 miles per hour, but the Grom throws a lot of fastballs, throws. His next highest pitch, I think, is sliders and then changeup. So it's not like you, you're really guessing what he's going to throw, right? Like, you know a fastball is coming. First pitch of the game, you know a fastball is coming. These hitters are, are are super late. Like, they can't catch up with it. And the other thing that's interesting about it is when he misses, he doesn't miss by much, right? Like, so, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're standing there. And and he may miss by a couple of inches by an inch or two, but it's not much. And you gotta like hope that the umpire doesn't call that a strike. Otherwise, now you're in the hole. 
it's yeah. it is really rough. The other statistic, right, that everyone's making a big deal out of is his RBI, right? He's got six RBI and and he's given up four earned runs. And look, to have more RBI than runs allowed in a game, okay, that can happen every now and then. Maybe even to start the season, your first start, you get a, you know, you, you get a, an RBI double that knocks in two and, you know, you pitch a shutout. You're, but it is June 21st. It is the first starts. It, it is the first day of enforcing the rules in baseball. And yet he is still, still has more RBI than he does runs allowed. It's, it's just, yeah, you're right. We're witnessing an incredible season. And uh, it's been 12 starts already. Today marked his 12th start. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> you know what's also crazy is that he's got two losses. It's like, how the hell does he have two losses? Yeah. Games that he lost one nothing or two to one. Something crazy. So if you had to choose an MVP for all of baseball right now, and you only had two options, are you going to Grum or are you going Chili Otani? My man Otani what is doing everything, bro. <laughs> what Otani is doing is pretty remarkable, oh, too. The guy hit, what, seven home runs this past week? Six. Yeah, look, Six. I'm sorry, but you got to go Otani. The guy's playing every day. He pitches for you sometimes. He's got three wins. He's leading the league. He's tied for the league lead in, in, in home runs. You got to go Otani, as great as and, the is. And... With Mike Trout out, the Angels are like over 500. Yeah. He's well, doing all this without Mike Trout in the lineup. Well, that's because they have Otani who's doing everything. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Look, I give it to Otani. I mean, as much as I would love the Grom to win, I mean, I, I think I would give it to Otani. This is a crazy week he had. I hate, I hate to say this, right? Because it's kind of disparaging, but I'm sorry, Jacob, but you got your award. It's called the Cy Young. MVP is for the guys that play every day. And this guy plays every yeah. day. And some days, some yeah. days he even tries to go out and do your job. I mean, I, I'd have to go Otani. Not just because of this week. I mean, his, his numbers this season are incredible. He's, he's having Hey, check, check this stat out real quick. This is uh, from uh, – and if you don't follow this guy, make sure you follow him on Twitter at MLB Random Stats. His name is Jeremy Frank. Um. This guy comes up with like a bunch of crazy major league baseball stats. I believe he goes, he attended Purdue or something. He's like right, like a journalist or something. But I mean, he he digs up some crazy freaking stats. Babe Ruth, June 9th through the 15th of 1921, hit seven home runs, pitched five innings, three earned runs, and one win. Shohei Otani, June 14th through the 20th of 2021, exactly, well, not, I was going to say exactly almost 100 years apart, Otani, six home runs hit, six innings pitch, one earned run, and one win. That's fucking nuts. That's, that's, that's insane. I mean, he's doing Babe Ruth type of stuff here. He's a legend. He's a legend. I mean, Babe Ruth. He's a legend. I mean, he's becoming a legend. Yeah, That's look, I've, I've been on the Otani bandwagon since day one. I've ridden yeah. through the injuries of the last two years, 
And now I am reaping the rewards of having this man be just unbelievable. And I believe he's on, he's well on pace to win the MVP this year. I mean, what are you going to yeah, do? I, are you going to get, are you going to give MVP to Vlad Guerrero Jr.? Right. Cause they're going to have the same number of home runs. They're both going to have 50 home runs. Right. Are you going to give it to whoa. Vlad? What? Tiny and him 50. Bro, he's at 23 and they're halfway through the season. He's, he's not hitting 50. Okay. No. Okay. They're both. Especially hitting. if he participates in the home run derby, he ain't hitting 50. Dude, and that's another thing. You got <laughs> to give him some cool points in the MVP voting just for getting into the home run derby. Dude, if he wins the home run derby, again, that's it. I know it doesn't count, but I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I love, I love it, I love it. But look again, let's make oh, yeah. a comparison. The, the other guy is Vlad Guerrero, right? So Vlad hits fifty, and Otani hits forty-five. Okay, you got five extra home runs. Great. Otani's hitting for a higher average. Otani's probably going to have more RBI, and Otani pitches. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you. I don't know how you can not give it to him. Yeah, I mean, I hope he keeps it up. It'll be really, it'll be really yeah. fun to watch him go. Absolutely, through. because I mean, you know, I hope he, I hope he keeps. I, I just hope he stays healthy. You know, I don't, I don't really care. I just hope he stays healthy because uh, we, we, you know, I want to keep seeing things like this. I mean, he, he's, yeah. he's excitement. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you know, exactly. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's different. Um, you know, for as much as we baby pitchers in, in the modern game today, you know, he's a throwback, right? He's a throwback to Babe Ruth. Right. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else? Anything else you want to get off your chest? All this taco meat I got. I got to shave. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Get the weed whacker. <laughs> Uh, well, hey man, yeah. Shout out to uh, uh, what team? Carl Nasib, defensive lineman of the Raiders, I believe. Yeah. He, uh, you know, it takes it takes a lot of courage to 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 do things in life sometimes, and you know, this guy is is a professional football player, plays for the NFL, um, is active right on the roster. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think we see it with with uh, with with kids sometimes, teenagers or whatever. They have, you know, they have a hard time coming out. And I think what he did today was was you know, I, I commend him for it because you know he came out, he, he basically said, "Hi, you know, this is such and such, and I want to let you all know that I'm gay." And he, you know, he he had a big. This was like his first two sentence, sentences, right? He, yeah. he, you know, and he just went on and on explaining, I guess how he, you know, was, is comfortable and he came out and stuff. And, you know, I think as, as, as an adult, I think sometimes, you know, you, you, you know, your pride gets in the way and, you know, you, you don't, you, you, you hold back on things. So, I mean, you know, it, I would imagine it's hard for anybody. So I commend him, you know, being a professional, you know, athlete, I think he can. I think that is definitely a stepping stone for others that want to follow that are athletes and are gay, and you know that goes for women and and, and men or or men. 
that want to come out and, 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 you know, tell the world that what their sexual preferences. Yeah. Just uh, live I free. Think, right. I think that's great. Yeah, of course. To be able, just to so. be able to live free and, you know, for him, especially look, it's commendable whenever they do it in whatever sport, but the NFL is probably the manliest of man sports. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah. and, and to do it, to do it, uh, when you're a football player, I, I think is, is extremely courageous and hats Definitely. off to him. And, you know, I hope it gives more people the opportunity or the courage to just be themselves. Right. And, and, uh, and the rest of us, the opportunity to accept people for what they are and, and, uh, you know, be able to coexist peacefully with, with people, regardless of race, color, creed, or sexual preference. That's right. All righty. Well, let's wrap it up on that note. How about that? How about that? How you like that? that? You like that? Hell yeah. Um, as always, folks, we appreciate you watching, listening, subscribing, liking, commenting. You can catch our show on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, whatever podcast platform you choose. Alex was very kind earlier to segue into his Twitter handle and where you could get a hold of him. But just let everybody know for the people that hung around till the very end of the show. At Brooklyn Gaucho one on Twitter. And if uh, you know, you don't want to tell Ed straight to his Twitter at E Montana 21, that the Hawks have a supporting cast around Trey young. Just tell me and I'll relate the message to him. Here come all, here come all the, here come all the tweets from Atlanta. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, man. Atlanta, bro. Magic City. That's right. That's right. You can also uh, you can also email the show. Let us know your thoughts. PositiveSports10 at gmail.com. PositiveSports10 at gmail.com. And with that, we have come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. As always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.